0: Welcome to Sleepy Hollow. Hello and welcome back to Welcome to Sleepy Hollow, a podcast all about the Fox TV show Sleepy Hollow. My name is Sarah. And I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Abby. Hello, Abby. Hello. So, before we begin, our contact details. If you would like to get into contact with us, you can do so on Twitter, Tumblr, and by email. Our Twitter is at WTSHpodcast. Our Tumblr is welcometosleepyhollow.tumblr.com, with the number 2, not the word. And our email is welcometosleepyhollow at gmail.com. Okay, so... Episode 2, which you also got to see early, might I add. Yeah. It was pretty darn good.
1: <laughs> there was a lot. There was a lot going on. They they fit a lot of development into 42 minutes. I was really, like, pleasantly surprised by their ability to do that.
0: They really did, because I'm looking through my notes and going looking at, like, the last sort of scene, and then looking back at a scene halfway through the scene, and going, was that really the same episode? Are you serious?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, let's just dive on right into it. Um, I don't know if you picked up on this, but the opening to this episode was the same as the opening to episode two of season one. Like with the camera upside down and turning around. Yes, I did cut.
1: notice that.
0: I thought that was such a good like cinematography thing. I just I was like, oh, that's really good, that's cool. I, there
1: was another scene later on, and we'll probably talk about it, that actually ended up getting paralleled with 104 as well. Ooh, okay. um, and, and I'm sort of interested in going back and watching this episode because it felt like there were a lot of um, Easter eggs, like season one Easter eggs and this, um, where things were, I mean, like, the same, but they were also different, which is one of the things that I really, really enjoyed about this episode, is that it, it paid it paid respects to what the show was, while also growing out of out of that, like, it sort of grew into a different shell. Yeah. So.
0: No, it's cool, and um, we sort of, we have this opening scene of Ichabod, well, it turns out to be dreaming, thank goodness, because we thought, you know, our Katrina, who we've bitched on most of season one, but kind of... I don't know, I'm appreciating what they're doing. I think she has... In the first two episodes of this season, she's had more development, interaction, and character than the entirety of season one.
1: Girl. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's... I mean, like... Yay. Like, yeah. I wanted to just point out, like, yay, because this is a clear it's a writing decision, and it's clear, and it's a shift, and there are other shifts that have happened. Like, the show has made a decision about what it wants to be. Um, And that's very, very clear in the first two episodes, particularly this one. And it apparently no longer wants to be Katrina Crane as uh, the princess in the tower, a.k.a. Ichabod's motivation and plot device. Um, The way that they sort of um, (laughs) brought us to that point was sort of silly like the idea of we're gonna spend an entire episode and we're gonna go after katrina and the katrina's gonna be like nah um once we get her there i mean once we get there and we get there to rescue her but at the same time it felt necessary katrina crane needs something to do either that or she dies like that is literally our options at this point because she cannot exist as stagnantly as she did in season one and so they were like, okay, so are we going to dedicate an episode to going after this girl and then her rejecting the help in order for her to become an actual part of the team? Because her witchy powers aren't doing much of anything. <laughs> um, I, I kind of, I don't see the point of her being a witch at this, at this point in time anymore because she doesn't actually do anything with that. Um, I think she could have just sort of like lived like mummified or whatever and been brought back and that would have been cool too um i mean but they finally did give her something to do right and that is being a mole yeah which i thought was also like literally ripped from tumblr like there were so (laughs) many things in this episode that i was like wow that was ripped from tumblr (laughs) it's just like literally like i read that like a year ago, um, <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the things that people were like, "She's a plant," and some people thought that she was a plant, you know, within the within the A team, within Team Humanity. But um, she's actually working as a mole uh, for them, not against them. Which is, I mean, it's fun. Like I said, it gives her something to do, um, and we don't have to keep chasing after her. <sighs>
0: The whole fandom breathes a sigh of relief.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that guy's really old. Like, (laughs) I don't know if you felt that way, but I got tired of going after saving Katrina.
0: So did I, although I feel like at the end of this episode, um, I'm sure we'll get into it in more detail later, but her sort of turning around and going, actually, no, I'm better where I am. It just leaves that door open for more... Oh crap! Where's she gone now? We have to go and get her again. I
1: th- uh, yeah, it does. I but I don't think that's where they're going.
0: No, well, hopefully I think not. the choice.
1: Yeah, I hope I, they have sixteen more episodes. Like I was wary of the fact that they had more episodes, but it's clear that they're going to take their time. Like they have that extra, they have an an extra half of a season that they didn't have last year, um, and so we have time to sort of develop this? Do I think that it won't become an issue again? No, I do think it will become an issue again I think that that is sort of the nature of the show That people will need saving They will go off and they will do heroic things And somebody will have to go and help them Why? Because we need the team together In the same way that we have to go after Frank like, And we'll talk about Frank And why I was hurting and crying over Frank Um, (laughs) In the same way that we have to go after Jenny You know, I think the issue with Katrina Was that it was so persistent Particularly when it came to Ichabod that it was sort of like, we're going to put everything else on hold for this one woman that we don't really know can do anything, right? Mm-hmm. And now we know that she sort of can do something. Um, she has the ability to uh, to make it on her own as a modern woman, per se. She's got the beginnings of a modern woman in her now. Um, so, it yes, probably at some point, Abraham's going to figure it out. Um and we're going to have to go back in and save her. But there are two other people right now that also need saved. Um, so the idea that we have to save her eventually again doesn't bother me so much because now she's not like the dead weight yeah. <laughs> in the team. Like It's like, oh, this is an actual legitimate team member who contributes something. So let's go back and make sure that we can protect that asset.
0: Yeah, definitely. And before we sort of move on... I just want to say, go back to your point about um, her not really having a point as a witch. I, whenever they're in the car and Ichabod's explaining, she's this really all-powerful witch. Oh I, just, I just, in my notes, I have written, ha.
1: <laughs> That's, I feel like that should have been everybody's response. Like, even as, even if you are a hardcore Katrina fan, like, look, there has been nothing, not a single thing that has showed us that she has been this witch, and he keeps, like, chumping her up to be. And, like, one of my favorite things about this episode was that Abby really just got tired of hearing it. Like, she was, like, she was like all of us. She was like, oh, my God, bruh. Like, let it go. No, she's not. <laughs> like... Dear God, here we go on again by Katrina, the powerful witch who has effectually done nothing. (laughs) Like, you know, like, you know, and you could see that. And I was glad that we could see that in Abby, too, because, well, we'll talk about when we get to our AKB portion of the conversation, but I was really, there were things that changed in Abby that I was very happy about.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then one last scene before the opening credits. uh, We had our introduction to the new chief and that was Reyes so initial thoughts just sort of in that opening scene I liked her (laughs) yeah I did too and I just I think Sleepy Hollow you know the writing and the casting team have done this they've like hit the nail on the diversity head again Like, I don't want to keep going on and on about it, but we have a woman chief of staff and also sort of... of Latina. She's Latina. Latina. Yeah, Latina.
1: And um, I I believe, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Reyes, yeah. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty awesome that that was sort of like... Those are our people in charge. Like, I just want to point that out, that, that, that Frank and Reyes, Irving and Reyes are the two people who are sort of in charge of this police department, and that's really <laughs> unheard of, kind of. At least where I'm from. Um, uh, so, I think that's exciting, and I also just, I sort of like the, I like having like a woman's perspective. Like, I want to see how a woman would react to finding out about this. Because she was very she was very logical, like Irving. She's very in control, very commanding. Um, but, you know, Just to sort of see if her response is a little different than his, so.
0: Yeah, it'll be very interesting. So, next we have the opening credits. Uh, Did we get the opening credits last episode? I don't think we did.
1: Yes, I believe we did.
0: Okay. Because I I don't remember seeing Lindy and John.
1: Yeah, they were, they were, that was the, I think... Yeah, that was the first time because I remember watching it and being like, "Well, oh yeah, there, that's right." <laughs> like you could tell, like the timing in the credits was like sort of off.
0: Yeah, I was like, "Oh, they're they're chucking everyone at us too fast."
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, like they were like, "Oh yeah," and these two new people, Yay! right? The credit change. They didn't change the timing of the first part of it, but they changed the timing of the back part of it, so they can throw them both in there. Maybe it wasn't. I'm pretty sure I saw it in the premiere episode, though. Maybe I'm imagining that.
0: Did you Did you get the two episodes at the same time? Yes. Did you watch them back to back?
1: Yes. <laughs> How could you not?
0: I know, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're like, oh, no, let me just put this one off for later. I'm, just, up, man. I'm not feeling into it. Yeah, no, you're like, oh, my God, Because you know, I mean, we were sitting, I was actually talking to my editor, and we were sitting, and I was like, you know, I don't know if it, I don't know if they're going to release it, re- release any screeners. I actually talked to her the morning of the day that they released them. Um, and it was like that 48-hour block, and I thought, they did that for the finale, so either they're going to release it tonight, or they're not going to release it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got it, and I got home, it was right after work, I got home, and I just sat down and I was like, nobody talked to me, we're not doing <laughs> and for two hours I just watched, I watched both episodes, oh, and then man. had to try to keep my mouth shut.
0: <laughs> well, you you did a very good job. You, you teased, oh. but you didn't say anything. So.
1: yeah it's, it's hard it's a struggle <laughs>
0: okay so uh then after the credits we sort of get this backstory on some work that Franklin was doing uh, towards this creature called the kindred sort of uh Frankenstein t- style monster um what did you think about that
1: um you know <laughs> First of all, Franklin was a weird dude, yeah. sort of creepy, like sort of creepy. Like when he winked at Katrina, I was like, "Ew." <laughs> and then he started like stitching body parts together, and he was super proud about proud of it. And I was just sort of, "Oh, okay, Franklin, you nasty. Got it." Um, I I think that my initial reaction to the idea of having this monster was very much like Jenny and Abby, like, no. <laughs> you know, because it, you don't really know what you're dealing with. You know they don't really know what they're dealing with. They don't know what they're waking up. Um, and so I thought this could potentially be another setup. Like this could could go awry. And also like the witches, man, I don't know, man. I don't really trust Katrina's coven. And they were involved in this. So I was like, eh um but he got way cool, and I hope that, um, like, he gave them a little nod with his like weird skeleton head, <laughs> decomposed skeleton head. And I was like, okay, you're on our team. This is good. I'm I'm hoping that he sort of rode off and like went to sleep, and will come back to like save the day at the right moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked I liked him. I liked having that sort of. Um, Abby and Ichabod can't really fight <laughs> the horsemen. Like, I mean, like Abby did a pretty heck of a good job with the, her gun shooting, but um, they need they need a monster that can actually take that on. And so, yeah, I really like that introduction, and I like the idea that not all the monsters have to be working against them, um, and that they can still sort of grow their team this way.
0: I thought I thought it was a wonderful thing that because um, a lot of shows do this thing where bad guys, unless you're going for the sort of uh, the good-looking villain sort of Tom Tiddleston Loki kind of thing, unless you're going for that good-looking bad boy, generally as a rule, like people on Team Bad, Team Evil tend to be ugly, and people on Team Good tend to be handsome and pretty. So yes. I think it was nice that we had like a monster demon thing working for Team Good. Yeah. I yeah. Thought that, I thought that was very good. Um, so after our sort of introduction to the Kindred, uh, we get a scene between Abraham and Katrina. And he's trying to manipulate her, saying that it's Ichabod that's the deception, not him. And because he... <laughs> is more interested in Abby than in Katrina.
1: (laughs) You guys, this is another one of those moments that I was like, they stole this from Tumblr. (laughs) I was like, Abraham is the biggest Iggy shipper Ever. Like, move over Alino Jones. Like, move over. <laughs> Abraham is the new captain of SS Um, Because <laughs> he sold it. I just remember hearing this and just being like damn son like yeah, like, oh my god and part of me was like I couldn't even believe that they put that in the show because of what you're doing first of all they know they know how the phantom feels like they know about that kind of stuff and so it was clearly a play on that um and I was just sort of like oh wow like okay so we're going there and then it was also weird because it literally feels like a, tr- a love triangle set up does it not or I mean like the fact that I mean yes I get it I get that it was Abraham's um, um, manipulation of Katrina That that's clear but like did they have to go there like they turned a scene that I, I, I in that moment like people on Tumblr kept being like oh yeah Katrina was definitely looking like what's that hug about and like I didn't read that but they have now solidified that look as canon like yeah. that's what it was. So like I'm like, what is happening here? You know. And there's also another scene later on between Ichabod and Abby where there's this weird triangle thing going on. Like I thought, I you know, I'm growing to like Abraham, um, <laughs> just because he's so angsty.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But like this moment, I was just kind of like, whoa! Like we just went there. Like do how do we come back from that? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Like, what does this mean? You know, I mean that will clearly change the way Katrina sees herself. Um, I, do you think that?
0: I I'm not sure if I agree because I think there's a major hole in that argument. You know, the whole oh look how he hugged her. Oh, you look jealous. Well, because yeah, he gave her like this really meaningful hug. As he sacrificed her and left her in purgatory to get <laughs> Katrina back.
1: <laughs> I agree, but there's also the argument of Abraham being like, "Well, yeah, he put her there, but he didn't let her stay there for God knows how long." You know what I mean? Like, like I see it. Like, I feel like it's easy for Katrina to see through it, but I'm not sure that that's where they're going with it. Like, it felt very deliberate. Mm-hmm. what they were doing. Um, and maybe it's just Katia's chosen reaction for Katrina that is throwing me off. You could be you could very well be right. Katrina could be playing this up. Um but like if she is, that was super convincing.
0: hmm
1: You know, like I, yeah. I just I was just sort of like, whoa. Um like not that I agree with what Abraham said, but you know, mm-hmm. it just created this weird vortex. Of emotion and attachment, <laughs> that yeah. I was just sort of like, "Oh, okay, okay." So, Katrina's going to worry about that?
0: No, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it's um, I think in Ichabod's defense of like going to rescue Abby almost immediately, whereas leaving Katrina there for ages. Well, Katrina had been there for hundreds of years. So I don't think a couple extra weeks was going to make any difference, whereas Abby, you know, was brand new. So, you know, and and she's not a supernatural creature the way Katrina is. I,
1: I mean, I don't think people are saying that. Abra- what Abraham was saying was entirely justified. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's what's being said. I think we're all pretty aware of the fact that Ichabod was in the ground most of the time that, that <laughs> Katrina was in purgatory. Like, there yeah. was essentially no way for him to get her out. Mm-hmm. He spent all of season one trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um... And by the time he got to Abby, well, one, she's a witness. Like, I hate to, like, sideline Katrina, but I'm going to sideline her right now. She's not as important. Like, when I'm looking at saving the world, clearly, like, as... Jeremy, at this point, would be more important because he has powers. That was part of the issue with not giving Katrina any powers, is that when you make her the princess in the tower and you don't give her any powers, she essentially becomes useless. Like, the, the point of saving her, there is no point anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's literally the point that I got to. I was like, why are we going back for somebody who literally adds nothing um, to the team? And the idea that Ichabod wouldn't sort of go back for Abby with a, a greater sense of urgency, this wasn't just about his love. Like, this was also about the world. Ichabod essentially traded the world for his wife. That was what that moment was about. And so we were sort of seeing him stop being just a husband and start being a witness, Um, which goes to his development. It's not just about this weird Abby versus Katrina thing, because that's not existent. Like, that's why I thought this theme was sort of like, wow, okay, we're going there. Like, the writers are choosing to play on this, because for me... That has never been, and it's not anywhere that I really want to go with the characters, you know? Like, I I don't like that weird love triangle thing. I think it's sort of silly to have in the middle of, I don't know, a a post-apocalyptic drama. Like, you know, I just think that's sort of weird. But yes, there was truth to what Abraham said, and then there was not truth to what he said. Um, I hope that people understood that you know when they were watching I hope that they understood that that scene was clearly like an, an intentful manipulation and that you know depending on who was listening to it it might come out sounding differently but there's two sides to everything right yeah so it, it's not like what he said was absolutely right or what he said wasn't absolutely right it's that weird yeah it's just that weird triangle thing that they've done and i think it again played more on where where's katrina gonna go you know what what is she gonna be doing because clearly she's not gonna be with the team and they've already dropped the hint of that weird beauty and the beast thing between them and that to me was just sort of like oh there's another nail in the coffin okay so yeah we're gonna explore that as a thing because katrina is gonna question legitimately question her place in this world it gives her something to do. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> character. It's character development. I think that's fantastic. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so after that scene, we get our first glimpse of season two Irving, uh, how nice it was to see him again, even though he was beat up. <laughs> <laughs> Although that was, a, I thought that was a really subtle but, like, a realistic touch, because, yeah, a cop would get beat up if he went to the same prison as some of the people he put there.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And that's why I love Sleepy Hollow. It does these really, like, small but important things that sort of remind you that, yes, okay, we're a supernatural drama, but we're going to try and make it as realistic as possible within the bounds of, like, the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was surprised to see it. I shouldn't have been surprised to see it. <laughs> um, and I just I missed him. Like oh, wow. I missed him and sort of what he brings to the team mindset and sort of the team tone. Um, he did a really amazing thing in the finale, and I sort of fell in love with him as a character in this moment and so I was really rooting for him and just sort of seeing him there um re- really taking one for the team. Mm-hmm. Uh it broke my little heart. <laughs> <laughs> but um I'm glad he still had a sense of humor about things and I'm glad that he was willing to listen to Abby about Terrytown. I was super glad about that. Yeah. That maybe now I'm not
0: <laughs> it was a good idea, but then you know, Henry got involved.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, we'll
0: talk about that <laughs> later. Um, <laughs> so the, the next scene was them going to the bank to retrieve the head, and I think we got this scene during either Comic-Con or the summer at some point. We got this scene released Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, during the summer.
0: Yeah, it, and it it makes a lot more, like, I know why they put it, because it was a nice scene to drop in some Ichabod-isms. Some... Yeah. What is this called I'm living in?
1: Yeah, I call them Icarants now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Icarants, I love it. <laughs> um, it, it, I,
1: it was funny the first time we saw it, right? But, like, when we had the context from earlier in the episode... With the joke and the wedding industry, and just like seriously, the scene got so much better. And like I just, I love Tom's sense of humor. Like I love his comedic physicality. Watching him. Pull on the on the pen and just sort of watching it grow. do You know what I mean? Like, this guy is like a literal genius. I watch him with his comedy, and I'm like, seriously, funniest person, legitimately funniest person, or funniest character, hands down on this show. I mean, it it was the small things, but like I said, watching him build, it's not just the rants, but what he's actually doing in those moments and how he's responding. Um, it was fantastic. It was, it was actual gold. Like just sort of watching him get more exasperated over it. <laughs> Every time he tugged on the chain.
0: Yeah. And, and he, Tom does this one, like these wonderful things with his body and his face. It's just he's so <laughs> expressive.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that was one of the, just him looking around like, does anybody else see that this pen is jamed to the table? Like, is this not the most ridiculous thing that anybody's seen? Okay.
0: And I think the writing team is so clever, because all those little, um, icarants, as you call them, they're things that, if we stop and think, we go, actually, Yeah. Actually, yeah, we trust these people with our money, but they don't trust us with a pen? What (laughs) is wrong with the world?
1: Well, I mean, you, sir, you must be a part of the wedding industry. (laughs) 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 Like, just the things that we have literally as a nation become. All the things that we were supposed to be, right? The idea of America and all of the things we've actually become. It's sort of jarring, you know, to hear it. Because we don't hear it often. We we get that whole patriotism thing. But we don't really talk about where we've fallen short, and he's just always there to sort of remind us of the things that we were supposed to be, but never quite lived up to.
0: Yeah. And the, the rant about the, the credit and, you know, false promises and he basically just put his finger in one or two sentences on why the economy crashed a couple of years ago, because everything's yeah. on credit. Well, and the
1: fact that banks were taking advantage of people.
0: Yeah.
1: You know I mean? They, I mean, literally, this is what you're, you're... Everything is an industry. It's about making money. It's not about people. No. You know? They literally, like, five and dime everything. Uh, that's why they keep the pen there, because they, they can't stand all that money. God forbid we have to put another pen out, <laughs> but, but I'll rob, but you can't rob me of my pen, but I'll rob you of loans in your house. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and sort of the, that moment was this really big sort of declaration, like you said, of, of what happened several years ago and why we were sort of in the mess that we were in. He's like a little fortune teller, except he's like way, way late. <laughs>
0: I used to work for this company in the UK who they have like a catalogue but instead of you ordering the stuff from the catalogue and sending away for it, we have like a shop in front of a warehouse and we go and get it and it's quite famous in the UK for it's little teeny tiny pencils that you use to fill in the sheets before you order I -hmm. used to be told by my manager to like stop people from taking the pencils because we were losing money because of it but it's like a running joke for customers to see how many you can sneak out with. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was retail. Ladies and gentlemen, retail. Not the most fun job in the world.
1: Oh, retail's rough.
0: <laughs> so, um yeah, after the banking scene, we see Jenny um back in their sort of lair. Um the archives and she has all their weaponry on them and who walks in but Reyes and here we have our first instance of my well shit <laughs> written down on my notes yeah oh,
1: but again, I wasn't I
0: just, expecting
1: this were you expecting this
0: oh, to, as soon as I heard someone I knew that it was going to be her like doing the rounds and checking you know well, what's this part of the building being used for, and what's this being used for? I knew it was her, but I, I didn't, I thought they would get away with it. Because in most shows, you get away with stuff like that, but not in Sleepy Hollow. Ah, oh, <laughs> Jenny's in jail.
1: I think they're being choosy about their plot holes <laughs> in Sleepy Hollow. Like, there's some stuff that you'll get away with, but not all of it. No. I just, i i, I do not I didn't think I was expecting to see Jenny locked up. Like, I think that's a big deal. Um, She literally almost just died. Let's talk about that. Almost just died to save... To help save the world and to save her sister. Um, And she's literally just got... She did this once before as well. When she knew that she was sort of being possessed and haunted. And she didn't want her sister to get hurt. She put herself away. Mm -hmm. And now she's literally locked away again um and i just sort of feel like can we not do this to jenny anymore you know i just i i one like i said i wasn't expecting the show to go there like at all like i was like wow jenny's locked up again okay that felt a little soon um and then just this idea that jenny keeps giving 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 Um, but I, at the same time, I think that this is also a growing point for Abby. Um, this episode was about, Kindred has two definitions. It means family and relation, but it also means like-mindedness. Things that we share in. Um, which is probably why there were so many parallels to things in season one in this episode. Um it's sort of like, as Ichabod was growing this episode, so was Abby. Abby has been very dedicated to her witnessing. It's very logical. She thinks things out. Um, and she's been very loyal to Ichabod. But, you know, what about the other people? What about her past? Because Jenny is very much a part of that past that she sort of tried to forget. Um, and Jenny came back. Uh, and, and so I think what we're seeing is a lot of choices in this episode were sort of about Abby learning to create some separation between her and Ichabod, acknowledging that there is a bond there that can essentially be their downfall. Mm-hmm. In the same way that there is a bond that Ichabod has that can also be his downfall and the team's downfall. Um, and And Jenny going away, I felt like was this moment for Abby to start prioritizing a little better. As Ichabod had a moment where he had to figure out how to start prioritizing better, so did Abby. Um, and what I'm hoping is that one, nothing happens to Jenny while she's in jail. Um, and two, that that they do manage to get her out as soon as they possibly can. You know, I love the male sister re- relationship i love I love them, and I, I love sort of what their dynamic brings to the show, particularly in the emotional aspect of it um and it's It's hard to see that, but like I said, Abby also needs to grow, and that's sort of what this felt like a chance for Abby to reach outside of what she was already sort of stepping up to the plate to do
0: yeah. Yeah, I totally agree and I think you know, yeah, Jenny needs to get out really quick cuz I, I don't think we can have both Frank and Jenny sort of away at the same time for too long. It's going to get yeah. very repetitive if they're just going to visit people all the time.
1: Yes. Yeah, and like one of the things that I really liked about this episode was that it has finally figured. The show has finally figured out how to balance multiple storylines, mm-hmm. like how to give adequate amounts of screen time to multiple running storylines. It struggled with that in season one, and it drove me nuts because it had this really wonderful cast of characters that we could not consistently see. Because guess what? We would pick up on something, and then three episodes later, we would go back to it. Like they would drop it. Um, And so what I'm seeing here, at least in the first two episodes, is this balance. This balance is being created. They're mindful of when they introduce a storyline so that they can finish it out properly um, and give adequate amounts of time and development to it. Um, And I feel like if Jenny and Frank are both away, that's going to end up happening to them. And, like, they're actually two really fun characters, Um, that have had significant development. So to sort of like like exile them for a little bit I know that there are 18 episodes total. So there's a lot of time that they didn't have to play around with this stuff. It just feels a little weird though having them because they were so they were such a presence Mm -hmm. in season long not have them there. Uh, I don't know if you feel the same way about that but like I feel like one it will get repetitive like you said and like it'll feel weird unbalanced.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see it being going back to that sort of uh, jolty season 1 where you're getting too much of one bit and not enough of another. So I think yeah. f- fingers crossed. They've done a good job of listening, but I I don't think they <laughs> they may be listening now, you know, at the but it's a bit late to change the rest of the season, I think at this point. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if that's I, well, what they have done. They're still, they're still filming, okay. correct? Um, I believe that they're still filming. Like, they
0: probably are. Are they we are getting s- like a mid-season break?
1: Probably. I mean, like, I don't know any show that runs during Christmas.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and baseball again. And another, like, baseball boat winter interrupt. But yes, it will. Stop lying. You know it will. Um, I... I my presumption is that it's not running 18 straight.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, That's just not technically possible. (laughs) So, yeah, we're probably going to get a mid-season break and we're going to come back later. I'm thinking 9 and 9 is what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, or I've seen some series do like 10 or... No, is it 18 or 16 we're getting? 18. Oh, 18. Okay, for some reason I thought we were getting 16. Okay, 18, 9 and 9. Yeah, or 10 and... i've seen some series who have like 23 episodes they do like 11 and then 12 yeah 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 the the holidays make it
1: hard on the fall season yeah because you have so many breaks
0: oh yes we did we remembered that from last season (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh man that was terrible that was really terrible
0: And just because I wasn't like immersed in what was happening on American TV, I'd go to my computer on Tuesday afternoons and go, right, time to download the, (gasps) where is it? Where is it? (laughs) there. (laughs) So yeah, I kind of fell out of the loop. So going back to Abby and her prior- priorities sort of I think we saw her deciding that in the tunnel whenever they were looking for the kindred and I think we also got a little glimpse of maybe post traumatic stress cuz yeah. yeah those those bats freaked her out big time yeah i and it yeah. was it was and you you kind of see as well whenever she talks about you know our, our, my faith in In you, in Ichabod, is a weakness. You sort of see, well, ouch, she's still really hurting from what happened in the finale.
1: Good, yes, fantastic. (laughs) Like I was like, yes. I mean, I was one of my biggest fears was that we were going to come back and Abby was just going to be okay with it, you know. And that is not what happened. That scene in the tunnels was essentially this moment. It was a pretty big moment for both of them in terms of their development. It, it, it did something that I prefer they don't do, which is tell instead of show. But I think that, to be quite honest, that we needed to hear it, you know? Like, we needed to hear it instead of see it. It yeah. needed to not be a visual metaphor. It needed to be out in the open and said. What happened was not okay. <laughs> and now they've got a bigger mess on their hand. And they're... On their hands, and there's a reason for that. and and she basically lays it down. You know, um, the Abby that was there in season one is very different than the Abby who came out of Purgatory. Mm-hmm. Um and so there is. there has to be a rebuilding of trust. Um, and I, I, I thought it was fantastic that the show was finally like our heroes are flawed. Let's point them out. One of the most annoying things in the entire world for me, It shows that create heroes who are flawed, but, like, then excuses all of their flawed behavior. Right? And then anybody who challenges that flawed behavior in their show is sort of like the bad guy. And these characters feel very real and very relatable and very human. And one way to keep that going is to have moments like these. Um, So for Abby to be so vulnerable and so bare... In this moment, in the tunnels, you know, dealing with everything that she went through there and not being afraid to say it hurt me mm-hmm. and then being like, and this is why it hurt me, because I have this thing and you have this thing. And if we keep doing it, we're never going to win, you know, and we'll never be able to trust each other. Um, and that was sort of that weird, again, the appearance of that weird triangle, you know, that I was like, oh, Okay, and so it felt like, for me, like, that Jenny moment, um, this was Abby's beginning yeah. to try to sort of develop out of the bad habits of season one. When Ichabod rants and goes on and on about things that are, should not be priorities at that point in time, you need to put your foot down, you know? And it's it's sort of like, perhaps Abby... Should have a little more passion and Ichabod a little less, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, um, that's sort of what this felt like. Like, calm down about Katrina. Katrina can handle herself. Abby, pay attention to your sister. She also needs your help. You know. Um, <laughs> so it was. Yeah, I, I probably my favorite, my second favorite Ichabod and Abby scene, um, just slightly under the one hundred and six moment. Yeah. Um, in terms of relationship building. I thought it was fantastic.
0: Yeah, very good, yeah. So then we move on to uh, Ichabod and Abby trying to resurrect the kindred, and there were some glorious comedy moments here, my personal favourite, <laughs> and I reblogged a gif set of this, and it was the, the two lines. It was Abby going do you think we need to light candles? (laughs) (laughs) Tom has, again, this wonderful thing about Tom. He pauses, and then just at the right time goes, not unless you want to create a mood.
1: (laughs) What? Look, look, (laughs)
0: look.
1: Nobody is gonna tell me that there are not AV shippers on this writing team. Like I can not there was so much going on in this episode that I was like, What <laughs> what is happening? I was like, that was clearly moonlighting. And then I saw somebody made a gift set where they took the candle from the birthday sequence in the premiere and used that. Ah. She could also take those moments from in the tunnels and they would sit and talk by candlelight. <laughs> I was like oh my god somebody is like messing with us like <laughs> somebody's having a really great time oh um, <laughs> uh yeah that joke i wanted to put that joke in my teasers post but i ran out of room and so i sort of had to make a choice and i always don't I, I don't want to ruin anything that's really good yeah. but that was hands down like one of my fa- well it was my favorite joke of the entire episode. Like that moment was—I heard it and I just started busting up. It was—I lost it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and closely followed in my book by um, "I'm not the witch in the family,"
1: <laughs> and like Abby being so done, like she's creeped out. Right? This is like that haunted house again, right? Yeah. It could be calm, but Abby's like. Can you stop, like, being calm and, like, get it into gear, buddy? Because there's scary shit going on around us. Like, Abby's reaction when she picked up the skull and the skull opened its eyes and she was like, no, 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 the devil himself, the devil himself, <laughs> like, I was looking at that woman going, Abby, I understand you, I feel you, um, she was just like, she's not into the scary stuff, no. yet, you know, we get that, we get that really awesome gun scene, Right?
0: Yeah. Was
1: with- like, oh man. Mm. That <laughs> <kicking> <laughs> she looked very-
0: ass kicking ass.
1: She looks very attractive. Um, <laughs> that was this tiny little woman just brattling off bullets. Um, but yeah, Ichabod, his calm nature, um, <laughs> and his mild frustration over not saying it right, um, and Abby being like, "Can you just hurry up?" <laughs> were. Definite comedic highlights. I I love their dynamic. I literally love these, their dynamic and who's the straight man and who's the funny man in this.
0: Oh, it's... It's so good. <laughs> and then we move on to another scene with Katrina and Abraham and we see Katrina sort of... Well, Ichabod comes to rescue her and we see her revelation that no, no, no. I'm better here give me the job here I and I think she's right I think you know if he did rescue her and take her away that things would just get ten times worse because Abraham Headless would just persistently pursue them to get her back yet again it's just tug of war with Katrina as the rope
1: yeah 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 well I think it. yeah I mean for a long time it has been And I think it was nice to sort of see Katrina say, like, hold up, stop. Yeah. You know, to sort of, like, be the thing that I have wanted for so long for her to be. And I feel like this is not out of character for either. One of the things that I really liked about this episode is that every decision that was made, every action, um, every bit of dialogue felt like growth, but it didn't feel out of character. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was sort of like her doing the Jeremy, uh, giving up the Jeremy baby thing, right? Um, Realizing what was at stake and trying to do the best with what she was given. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, it's a little infuriating because we just did all that to sort of like get you back. But at the same time, you're right. She is right. Like th- this cannot be the save Katrina Crane show. Like <laughs> there's a bigger thing at stake. And if Ike not willing to see it, she is. And I think that's I think that's cool that she sort of stepped up. You know what I mean? Did sort of like the heroic thing. I love how heroic the women on this show can be.
0: Yeah. I think definitely.
1: that's one of my favorite things about the show. Um, and Katrina's finally sort of getting there in terms of she's allowed to sort of be a character and so she's allowed to develop and so we're allowed to see sort of like similar growth patterns that are already present in Abby and Jenny. Um, so yeah, it'll, be in- it'll it'll be interesting to see how Abraham spends his time now that Katrina's at his side and sort of where Katrina's head goes.
0: Yeah, really oh. interesting. We see some interesting acting from Katrina. We see in the first instance we see her saying, "You know, it it was always you. You just rush things too much, and that's why I chose Ichabod." And then after Ichabod le- it arrives and then leaves again, she's acting again. She's going, "You know, it's 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 you." Um, and it's <sighs> I've gotten down. I don't know if it's like. it's Katty's acting if it's Katrina or if they're deliberately doing this like double triple red herring thing going on here because she in some moments I was like hold on is she actually like playing Abraham or is she actually feeling kind of like that
1: I think it's both I think that a lot of people felt weird about these scenes. And I think my response would be, well, yes, because you're seeing Katrina as a character for the first time <laughs> ever. This is a level of um, duplicity that, that I mean, she's literally been one stagnant thing, like the Whisperer woman. You know what I mean? And, like, now she's not. and And so we're seeing... We're seeing who she can be, and so yes, I do think it's, I think it's purposeful by the writing team, by Katya, um, to sort of create this thing where this is what Katrina's storyline is going to be. Is she, does she actually believe the things that she's saying, or is it all a setup? Um, and you can, you can milk that for a good handful of episodes in terms of character development, particularly if you're going to have to try to figure out how to manage multiple plot lines running at the same time, and so screen time for everybody. That is something that you can milk, and then you have time to milk, you know? Um, so, yeah, I—that's I, well, that was my impression. I got that there was, she was playing him, but there might also possibly be a part of her that did believe it, and we'll have to wait and see. What's real and what is it? We yeah, don't
0: know. Because they say the best lies are the ones that are almost true. That yes. That there's a true thing because it, 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 it's more believable.
1: Yes, so. exactly.
0: And then slap bang in the middle of all that interaction with Abraham, we have what I'm titling the kiss that most of the fandom has waited 15 episodes to see. <laughs>
1: You know, um it was the first time that I wasn't like you guys don't have any chemistry. Like I felt like there was chemistry between them. It was the, and it was honestly the first time I was like, "Oh wow, you were a married couple." Yeah. And you did like, love each other. You know what I mean? Um but it took them an awful long time to get there. Yeah.
0: Like I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of like there was a there was part of me going, "Oh, finally." Some like yeah, chemistry because it's been this huge, big, epic, or the, they've been playing it off as this huge, big, epic romance. But you know, and you could sort of feel it in the beginning of last season, but it it didn't really live up to expectations. And then finally, we get this sort of oh, okay, yes, this is a real thing. It's not just something that's talked about. Yeah. So sort of my yeah. my. <laughs> My Ikatrina ship, SS Ikatrina, is slowly being dragged up from the depths of the ocean floor.
1: (laughs) This is going to be really, really interesting this season. Because I feel like that was the point of that moment. Yeah. Um, There's going to be, like... There's going to be relationship clashes going on. Because they're playing on... Everything, yeah. like everything and in two episodes, they pretty much hit everything. And so, there's clearly I'm feeling a love triangle between Katrina, Abraham, and Ichabod, right? Yeah. Um, and they I don't even want to say this because I hate the idea of it, but this weird love triangle between Ichabod, Abby, and Katrina. Um, and then I think they're supposed to be like this weird triangle there's supposed to be this new guy later on um, they're supposed to create a weird triangle between Jenny and Abby and I'm just sort of like what is this show doing <laughs> like, you know like it's literally playing on every relationship that I can yeah. literally like' it's gonna make you feel it all and you're gonna feel conflicted and then when the time comes for the big choices you're all just gonna be pulling your hair out yeah <laughs> I like, think that's what it's gonna be.
0: And I also think there's a quite a solid argument for a triangle between Abby, Ichabod, and Jenny. I think Jenny, like, I think she flirts, and I think they have, like, a really good oh. chemistry together. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yes.
1: You know what? No, if I had to pick, like, my undercover ship... <laughs> like- it would definitely be Jenny and Gavon. There is something about them. I don't know what it is, but like they do the eyebrow thing. Both yeah. of them do the eyebrow thing. Yeah, and it's magnificent. And like <laughs> they eyebrow each other, and you're like, I feel it. Oh my god, there's electricity in the room. <laughs> yeah, that sort of yeah, the hugging, the hugging thing in the premiere. When he was like, oh, and I was yeah. like, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> And then <laughs> in, season, in season one, whenever they were having that sort of... I mean, just remember a scene of her sitting in the back of a car and then sort of just back and forth. They just have like this great sort of chemistry, I suppose, with each other. And, they do. Yeah. I would totally jump on that ship as well. All the ships. Yeah,
1: but like, Ichabod has the, all the ships, exactly. All the ships. All of them sail. Um, I feel like Igabod the- to stop like the Katrina obsession because like Jenny was done with it. More so than Abby was actually done with it this episode. Like, it's particularly when they were having a conversation about raising the kindred at the table and she was like, uh, I recall the last time we tried to save Katrina Abby uh, ended up purgatory and you ended up in a box. I well, there is. not see what all of these characters are like together in one room. That's what I want. I want wow. all of them. Like, Katrina and Cl- the- can join us. Um, I want Andy back. I want to see what these characters would do with all of them in the room. Because I just think that they're, we've seen a lot of different dynamics. But we haven't seen the entire group dynamic. And I'd be interested in seeing like how people feel about other characters. Like how they actually feel about other characters. I don't know if there's an opportunity to write that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I'd love to see it.
0: I would love a scene with Frank and Katrina. Yeah. Because he, he would just let it rip. Girl, you're useless. <laughs> <laughs> he would, he would. <laughs> and just before we, we move on from sort of the, the, the kiss and the relationship, Abby's face as Ichabod left and Katrina was standing there was like, What?! What? Just utter disbelief. We're leaving her here after all that. Did you see what I just did with that gun? For nothing? And
1: that was the entire fandom. And in that moment. (laughs) Because we were all like, for real? (laughs) Like, I get it. For real? Like, we just literally walked into the lion's den. And we're just gonna walk back out without the thing that we needed. Yeah. Yeah. I was feeling happy this episode.
0: Okay. And the last point I have here has multiple expletives in it and it's referring to that awesome cliffhanger we get with um with Frank and with Henry. <laughs> As soon as he arrived, I saw it coming. But whenever he was making the pen, we get the scene earlier in the episode of him making that yeah. pen. Did you see that coming? Because I kind of did. I thought, oh, no. is that like blood and it's gonna like drip into the pen? I was like, oh.
1: yeah, I saw that coming. Yeah, but who the coming for?
0: Oh yeah, no, I, did totally left and you. I didn't totally like
1: That see. Like, he walked in, and I was like, no, no, because <laughs> I was like, and I just, um, I watched it again last night with my mom, and I was like, mom, there's this moment at the end, and, like, she was like, she's, she knows I'm, like, super dramatic about stuff, <laughs> particularly when I watched, um, and um, her eyes got huge. Henry walked in the room, and her eyes just, like, almost popped out of her head. And I said, yes, yes. (laughs) I said, this is an insane moment. Just, I mean, I, 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 and the thing about it that's the worst part is that we don't actually know what he just signed away. Yeah. You know, we know that he signed something away, but we aren't even sure. My biggest fear is that he's going to, like, become the horseman. Biggest Mm. fear. Like, I don't want him becoming a horseman. Um, I'm trying to think what else they could possibly do with him. They could turn him into a vessel, right?
0: Yeah, the, the list is endless. That's the problem. He, they could do anything with him now that they wanted. Ugh.
1: Uh, oh my god, somebody say Frank.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just say Frank.
1: Please. This is just... Horrible! Like I couldn't even deal. First he was beat up, then Reyes was like torturing him. Yeah. In in the hospital, which I was like, you're awful, you're an awful human being. Um, <laughs> and then he like Henry walks in, and like he was with Cynthia. By the way, I want to talk about that because he didn't just go to Frank. He went to Frank's family too. And like rule number one with Frank, don't mess with his family. That was made very very clear. Um, and and. I I just this could be really bad news. Yeah.
0: I had This forgotten. could be
1: really, really bad news. I kidding. had
0: forgotten in like the first instance whenever he walked in I, I I I could have sworn that Frank knew who Henry really was and I was like oh there's going to be like a bitch fight and they're going to like snap at each other and, blah, blah, blah. and then I realized Oh, no. He, he, he doesn't does. know. Oh, this is yeah. awful.
1: Somebody stop yes. this. <gasps> it's, it literally, like, that moment rolled out. That's exactly, I feel like, what happened with most people, is that they were like, oh, no, he's there. And they were like, oh, wait. And they are like, oh, wait. And they are like, oh, crap. And then he signed things, <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it just progressively built and got worse than it was as soon as he walked in. Yeah, it was this mounting moment of terror.
0: It was, it was such an epic way to finish an episode, though. Yes. Oh, beautiful.
1: Beautiful. Amazing. It was great. It was fantastic. I'm so excited for next month.
0: And Henry was so slick. He was like, oh, sorry, and, like, pulled out the pen and was like, it's fine. It's fine. Oh. oh. Yeah.
1: John Noble, evil, cat. It's- like, one of the best things ever. Like, I don't...
0: Oh, hold on. The call's dropping. I like... Can't, I can't hear you. Oh. Oh, hold on. Yeah, you're back. Okay. The last thing okay, I heard sorry. was that... Uh, you talking about John Noble and his being bad.
1: Oh, yeah. John Noble being bad is one of the best things about this show. Oh, yeah. Um, and cackling. I mean, just... He has it down. Like, he's definitely a Scooby-Doo villain, and it's fantastic. (laughs) Like, in every way, I love it.
0: Yeah, it's like an acceptable Scooby-Doo villain without the, oh, if it weren't for those pesky kids.
1: Yeah, but I'm sure at some point he'll do that. (laughs) I'm sure.
0: I think it was also nice to see him in his his interactions with Moloch that he's actually very scared of him.
1: Yeah yeah. And he's like, you're my new father. And I'm like, what kind of father do you fear? Mm, yeah. You know? Like, part of me was like, maybe there is something that they can salvage. But then another part of me was like, nah, let that go. ship is
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, that that's our episode. Is there anything else that you wanted to bring up?
1: I think you covered... It, it was just all fantastic. Oh, yeah. I, 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 we, I really loved how it was written. Um, And though I don't necessarily, like I said, there are things like the love triangle and just leaving Katrina there that I was like, eh. I also understood that this was major setup for what's coming ahead. Um, And so sometimes we have to do these weird episodes where it just feels like weird things happen that don't make sense so things down the line make sense. And I mean, obviously, we're already watching a show that is weird in and of itself. So... There are things that I'm willing to bend a little bit on. Um, and this is one of those. Although I'm still curious about the whole dollhouse thing with Abby. Because they still didn't address it.
0: No. They addressed
1: Frank, but they still didn't address the dollhouse thing. And maybe I just missed it in the premiere? Them um, explaining
0: it? No, no, there was there was no mention of dollhouse. I noticed that as well.
1: Okay. I just want that explained, and if that gets explained, and you can do that in a line, in the same way that Abby was just like my weakness, your weakness, you know what I mean? Like you can just say it, and all will be understood and forgiven. Um, I hope that isn't a plot; doesn't end up being a plot hole.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it was such a like a good place to leave her at the end of the series. Because you know, you know, childhood. You know, she didn't have a, a good childhood, and all, It was just it yeah, fit. and then yes. uh,
1: Past dealing with her past will help her be a better witness.
0: And we also got just before we move on, very subtle hints about Abby's past and her mother. And yes, yeah. So that that's yeah, that's very fun. very interesting setup for whenever later in the series. I don't think this is a spoiler, but we we meet her mother. I think. Yeah. yeah, we do.
1: Yeah, we're supposed to. And I'm not sure if it's going to be a flashback or what it's going to be, but I'm really eager to see her. I'm really eager to meet her. Yeah. Um, And see how that goes. I know her, her mother killed herself, correct?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't think it was ever said. Was
1: I think it? it was her mother killed herself and her father fled. Okay. Um... um there was an episode where uh, I can't remember which one it is, but Abby was talking on the phone and Ichabod was nosing at the desk, and uh, she was telling him about it. Yeah. Um. But I can't remember exactly what was what. I'll have to go back and rewatch. Yeah, but somebody left and somebody died, so it'll be interesting to see if somebody comes back or, and and how Abby's mom will sort of exist in the show.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it, it, if she is cast, then it must be in flashbacks, or maybe yeah. there's going to be some—I don't know—beyond the grave contacting. Yeah,
1: raising a the, dead,
0: perhaps. Yeah, um, that worries me though.
1: Yeah, it does worry. There's a lot of things about the show that worry me. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, for one. Yeah, look, just starting. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to do... I You know what? I don't know what the Big Bad's evil plans are. He has a whole new game plan now. So, we'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll It would be a great way to get at Abby, though. Yeah, it would be a way to knock her back several steps in how far she's come. Because I, th- I, I, uh, I, th- I think, you know, seeing her mother again would be... regression not progression in terms of her character
1: yes oh yeah in the same way that Ichabod seeing his father in purgatory was
0: yeah
1: you know like yeah I agree with you
0: but we'll have to wait to find out when is New York Comic Con
1: um not this week uh the following week
0: okay so
1: really close
0: so do we do we get, because I know you said that you might, they might air episode 3, so do we get episode 3 then this week and then maybe you see episode 4?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Exciting stuff. Huh? You get, yet again, to see an episode way before <laughs> me.
1: Uh, it, it's a curse. Yeah. You don't understand. It's an actual curse. Because once you're done watching it, you're like, crap.
0: Yeah, There's yeah, no
1: about this. <laughs> no one who understands. Um, so, but yeah, it's, yeah, it is. It's a kind of a curse. And then it's not at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we'll wrap things up now for this week. Again, if you want to get in contact, we've had some, we've had some nice interactions. Nothing sort of about the episode, but just some nice people we got a nice comment on twitter that you know they were glad to have us back so thank you very much for that um so yeah if you want to get in contact you can do so at twitter at w uh, on twitter at wtsh podcast uh, our email is welcome to sleepy hollow at com, and our tumblr is welcome to sleepy com with the number two not the word so until next week have you seen the promo have you seen the promo? The promo scares me. No. Oh, you haven't seen the promo? <gasps> really?
1: That sounds fantastic.
0: Oh, you need to- <laughs> No, Stop, no, I haven't. No.
1: Don't you? <laughs> okay. Okay, as soon as we're done, yeah, I'm going to watch a promo.
0: Okay. <laughs> Until then, bye. Bye. Forever. If we go back to that bit about sort of Abby prioritising, I think we see... Oh my god. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Hold on. Alright. Thank you for coming. Never give elderly relatives your landline number. <laughs>